Hello, Go Church family. We are talking about pray like a champion. I'm Lara. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadova. Hey, everybody. And Gilbert. We're so excited to be back here. We wanted to surprise you with a new voice on the opening of the podcast. Yeah, it, definitely it's, surprised. It's always Gilbert. So <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to be on Lara's podcast. It's, it's nice to be on Lara's podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Lara's podcast. <laughs> Feel special. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. I really enjoyed our discussion last week as we were getting into this subject. So this is going to be good. Yeah, this subject is such an important subject. It's a broad subject, but it's it's something that really helps propel us forward in our walk. You know, we're, we're, we're now off the trail of fear. You know, we're going down the trail of faith and we're going a little further, a little further, a little further. And of course, to keep going further, we have to walk with the Lord. You know, we have to hear from him and talk to him and bring him into our walk. The love solution. So as we get into this, this series today, I want to say that this is part one out of three parts for our November series called Pray Like a Champion. And we're leading into our week one grow group. So I'm so excited that we're introducing the series that we're going to be chatting about in our grow group starting this week. I, I will also mention that the big Sunday messages are always available on podcast in case you miss them. So uh, please stay tuned to, to this channel. And in case you weren't there, please listen in. And Or you want to share it with someone else. That's right. And in case you missed any other series or you weren't with us you know, during these series, Please go back and listen to them. There's a lot of there's a lot of life giving truth in the series that we've been covering, and you don't want to miss any of that. But as we as we get into our series, uh, or as we get into this week's discussion for our series, I want to talk about the purpose of the series. Laura, could you read out the purpose? Yes. Once we are born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us as our champi champion helper, that's love. And he comes to activate the characteristics of the champion in us, that's grow. We can communicate with our Heavenly Father from a position of victory and activate our authority as his champions in the earth, that's go, love, grow, go. We want the Go Church family to act on the reality of our place in Christ individually and corporately as a church by living a lifestyle of prayer. Outstanding. Wow. That's awesome. Thank yes. you for coming up with that. Oh, <laughs> praise God. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really what we're about. And the reason why we have a purpose is because we do everything on purpose. Yeah, we do everything on purpose. We also do everything in teams and just to peel the curtain back here a little bit to let you know. Um, we build these uh, series in teams and Laura uh, actually has been working very closely um, helping to craft uh, this series. And it started with a list of questions, right? So it, um, our series, don't they don't have to start with all of the answers. We start sometimes with just questions that need to be answered. And um, we, we talked about last week how Ciela brought up um, this uh, amazing uh, verse and uh, from the Greek uh, of a study that she'd made. And that's just an example of how uh, we, we want Go Church to, as we grow together, 
to work in teams that feed one another, that support one another, and then help us fulfill all that God has called us to do. I'm a big fan of Go Church, if you can't tell. <laughs> I always say Go Church is the best place, but I'm biased, but it's still the best place. <laughs> Go Church bias. And talking about questions that you know we put down for, for the series, that you know, Laura put down a list of questions, and there are a few that we're going to actually address and discuss. The first question is, what is prayer? I think that's a good question considering we're doing a series called Pray Like a Champion. To answer that question, which you know is bigger than just this series perhaps, but I think, I think the answer needs to begin in our key scripture, um, Luke 18.1. And Luke 18.1 says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. The Amplified says that a little differently. It says that they should pray and not, how does it read? Yeah, so pray and not give up and lose heart. Lose heart. And, you know, you'll see, you'll see life do that to people. You'll see life bring people to a place where they are ready to give up, where they're ready to They've lost their confidence. They've lost their belief that they're going to make it. And that, that passage right there tells us that prayer, whatever it is, is the thing that will keep you from going the wrong way when you come to that place of failing and losing heart. Yeah. I, I always feel like well, at least in my mind, you know, before I, I really came to know the Lord and I, I really came to understand a lot of these things, I always felt that prayer is something someone does to make themselves feel better about a situation they're going through or like, you know, something they do just to console themselves or feel like they did something bigger than themselves. You know, maybe it's a bit of a cynical look, but it's just, I guess, my honest sentiment before that. And I realized that 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 caused me to have just such a skewed perception of the word prayer or the act of prayer. And I'm sure a lot of people have that, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, I'm sure that there's a lot of that in their minds. But, you know, prayer is not something you do for you. That's what we talked about last week. Meditation is something that you can really do for you to you. But prayer is actually communication with someone. And the that is the communication that you have specifically with your father as yeah. a New Testament believer. And it's something that, of course, you, you engage, you activate. But communication is not a monologue, right? I mean, if I walked up to my wife, Sela, and I just started talking, 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 and walked away, that's not communication. That's just... Uh, she, she, she might put it as it, this might as well have been an email, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, 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 the truth is that communication goes both ways, you know, but in, in summary of what we mean when we say prayer, we mean communicating with our father, you know, it, it means coming to him, talking to him and just developing or cultivating a, a life of, or a, a lifestyle of communication. That's a that's an essential point because um, if you look at 
the 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 whole of the scripture is a revelation of who God is. But the gospels in specifically the ministry of Jesus was is to reveal that this awesome God is our father. Yeah. And the essential part of being a born again follower of Christ is to get acquainted with and then develop a living relationship with a loving father. And sadly, uh, in today's world, there are people that have never had an experience with a loving father. They've had bad experiences with fathers who loved themselves. Um, others have had experiences of absent fathers or non-existent. But that's why we put the scriptures first over our experience and we find the characteristics of, of the father. And then we develop a relationship which we call prayer generally what we're going to see is there's there's actually different kinds of prayer that are defined in scripture and the definition of those is not for bondage but is for us to understand how we talk and communicate with our living loving father yeah that's right so last week uh, i mentioned that you know i had these notes in which which I have on my on my iPad, my phone, and it's I, I put them in two parts, which is part one, God hears me, and part two is I hear God. And there's so much scripture on that, and I, I want to share one uh, verse particularly that I like, and that is Psalm uh, chapter five, verse three. I'm going to read it from the Amplified version just to like just to lay out this point about about. I hear him, he hears me. And I just think it, it kind of ties it together really, really sweetly. And so, so Psalm chapter 5, verse 3 in the Amplified says this, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will prepare a prayer and a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. You see, that is a, a beautiful picture of prayer. It's a it's an image where you know I look at you and I, I like that he says in the morning. It's it's good to communicate with the person you love the most or the, the person you value the most first thing, you know. And that's something we can do and we can do on a daily basis. And like Lara was mentioning last week, you can do this anywhere, anytime. You know, you're not restricted to when and how often you can do this, but you know, you can you can just have that relationship where it's, you know, you will hear my voice and I will direct my voice towards you and then I'll wait for you to speak to me. And that's just a, a beautiful picture of, of prayer. I want to I want to propose a second point about prayer. So what is prayer? And I heard the minister say this before, which I really appreciate and it helps me think about it clearly. It's if you're going into prayer the same way you're coming out. It's not prayer. It's just a complaint session, you know, and that's, that's the truth that the, the communication you have with your loving father who also made promises to you, who's also 
your covenant partner who is also uh, a person who, who who made all these promises and who has absolute power to to do everything that he needs to do to keep you going if you have a communication lifestyle with that person and you go in and communicate with them and it doesn't change you then you're not really praying you're just nagging you're just complaining about your situation and you're you're not looking at the person you're talking to you're looking at the problems and just like a broken record repeating those problems so you're, you're actually you're not praying you're actually meditating on bad things you know but prayer is supposed to change you it's supposed to change the outcomes in your life it's supposed to create results in your life because i'm not going to say prayer has power but that's not the right wording but prayer releases power so like there there is a release of the power of god in my life when i pray and i invite the lord into certain places in my life and to certain situations in my life um, there's a there's a very popular passage of scripture in in Jeremiah, and that is Jeremiah uh, chapter twenty nine verse eleven. Call on me, and it says, "I know the thoughts that I think towards you," says the Lord, "thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope." And people stop there, you know. But if you keep reading, it says, "Then you will call upon me." And go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Verse 14. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. So, I'll stop right there, but the the thoughts that he thinks towards us and the the plans that he has for our lives plans for peace and not evil to give us a future and a hope is directly connected to the fact that we call upon him yeah that we reach our hands out to him that we look for him and and he says something interesting you will seek me and find me it's like what, are you hiding <laughs> you know <laughs> what what does that mean <laughs> the, the fact is that you know you need to invite him in to a situation where he's not visible in that moment to make him visible, to make his promises plain in your life. So that is what prayer is, right? Prayer is, a, is an invitation for, for God to do something in your life, to change yes. something in your life. Prayer brings results. That's yes. right. And if you're, if you're not seeing results, then, you're, then we need to look at more in this series about how to pray like a champion. Yeah, that's right. I do remember times in my life where I reached a, a boiling point of frustration with certain things. And, and honestly, the, if I ask the Lord, like, what's going on and this and this and this, it's just, it's not like, oh, he says, you know, crystal clear. Like, he, he speaks to my heart and it's always, you know, have you been praying? Honestly, have you been praying about these things in your life? Have you been giving them to me because right now it just looks like you're holding on to something and you're complaining so how about you invite me in and you share these things with me so that i can do something about it and that that is that is what we're saying prayer brings results prayer leads to results
another, I mean, another question which ties into this is why do I have to pray? Um, we're kind of mentioning it. We kind of touched upon it, but doesn't doesn't God already know what's good or what's bad in my life? Doesn't He already know what's right and what's wrong in the world? Like, why why do I have to pray? Well, um, let's let's put that same question in a little different context. Um, I know that there are foods that are good for me. And I know that there are foods that are bad. Let's take salted caramel gelato. <laughs> it's not good for me, right? There's actually nothing about that that's good for me. And uh, kale <laughs> or Swiss chard, you know, the, some green leafy vegetable. That's very good for me, right? It's full of vitamins and nutrients and, and it's... Lots of benefits. So here's something that's good. Here's something that's not. Um, everyone can understand that. But here's, here's the point. There's a choice, right? And the choice is not um, a... It's the choice lies with me. I have to decide. I'm going to choose what's good for me. I'm going to put away what is not. And prayer is a direct reflection on the fact that God has given us, first, he's given us, as in the, the creation of man, free will. But then second, um, he, has, he has invited us to work with him in his labor. He's invited us to be co-laborers with him. And part of that is praying out his plan. And what we see throughout the scripture is though God's plan may be very clear, it is not automatic. And the easiest way to understand that is the Bible says that it is the will of God that not one person would perish, but all would come to the knowledge, the life-saving knowledge, that Jesus is Lord, that God is not holding their sin against them, that God put their sin in Jesus, that God raised up Jesus from the dead, and he ever lives to make intercession for them, that by believing that in their heart and saying it with their mouth, they can be born again. That is the perfect will of God for every person. Yet, you and I probably know people who have yet to accept Receive that, that yeah. truth. And probably we know some who have rejected it. So the perfect will of God is clear and we can understand it through the word of God. But we see that it is not automatic because choice, decisions, and just people's will play a part. And prayer can put me in a position where I can see God's will and receive from him what he needs me to do in a particular situation. We are 
as the church responsible and given an assignment to pray out God's will in the earth. That's super powerful. Praise God. Mm. That's right. Not everything that happens around you is the perfect will of God. And that's why we pray, right? There, there's a reason to release the power of God in our lives because he wants something better than what we may be seeing or he wants something better for someone and he needs us to do something about it. So that goes back to champion, right? We're, we're championing his cause. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to, I want to also mention another point is that something you shared pastor Matt at the last believers gathering, you know, there was this big emphasis from the Lord about words and the words that are being spoken and the words that we as a church should say and we as an individual should be saying words matter you know the the bible tells us that you know death and life are in the power of the tongue words contain power you know they contain life they contain the 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 life of god's spirit you know one one translation says about john chapter 6 verse 63 and things the funny thing about a container is you know if it's closed you don't you don't enjoy what's in it that's right <laughs> and you know you can all, always laugh about that you know obviously if i if i cook something really garlicky and i put it in a tupperware and i just don't seal it right next thing you know is you know my my wife's asking me what's what's going on why does the fridge stink <laughs> you know <laughs> but but if i seal it then nothing comes out and the point is words can be just that can be closed containers that you never take out and release into the earth yeah but prayer does just that so prayer helps us take the word of god that he put power in and he put life in and our job is to release the container allow the power and the life of god to flow into the world that's that's what pastor Mao was just saying that we are co-laborers you know we're co-laborers with god that's that's such a high thought that's such a big honor that you know the 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 word in in greek in the new testament is we are synerg synergos we are mm -hmm. we're in synergy with god so we're you know he put power in and our job is to release the power and that is something that prayer does uh, for us that that's why we have to pray is especially because we don't see what we're supposed to be seeing in our lives uh, i love that illustration uh, we are the containers and we open the lid we open our mouths and speak yeah god's good. word that's good that's amazing yeah. yes praise, praise god. god yes that's really good so to just since we're talking about it to take this um a, a step further if we look at matthew chapter 28 um, this is just before, just as Jesus is being um, ascended into heaven. And Jesus in verse 19 says, Go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you and lo. 
I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Verse 19 says, go therefore. And um, a good, good rule of Bible interpretation that I learned a long time ago from my pastor when I was a little kid is when you see the word therefore, you should identify why it is therefore. <laughs> so uh, let's look at verse 18. Verse 18, Jesus came and spake to them, spoke to them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Now that uh, we see in both Colossians and Ephesians that in the resurrection of Jesus, God put all authority in Jesus. All. So the authority for anything happening in the world, or let's say it another way, the way God's will is going to be done in the earth has to be through Jesus because God put all the authority and power in him. And as soon as he gave it to Jesus, Jesus said, you go because of this and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you, and I'm with you. As soon as God invested, empowered, crowned the risen Jesus with all power and all authority, he immediately gave it to the church. Yeah. So during the age of the church, which is the time in which we live, and that time is coming to an end, the way God is going to do things in the earth is through, through the church. And the, specifically, the model we have, we see this throughout the Gospels and in the book of Acts, is that we go to God in prayer. And in that way, we could say it like this, God has limited himself to the church and its ability to pray out his will. Praise God. Lara silently saying, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but she said, wow. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's very powerful. It's a very high thought. I mean, this is what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to really dig, dig into pray because it's so easy to look at pray and like me, like I just said, have a loaded assumption of what the word means. But the more we see, the, the more we understand that this is a go subject, right? It's not just a love grow subject. It's a, it's a go subject. And the Lord's empowering us to pray so that we can get results. And I want to I wanna read 1 John uh, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. It says this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So I'm going to pause right there. If we ask anything according to his will. So he, so going back to what Pastor Matt just said, all, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And he says, go therefore, right? So the go therefore literally tells us what his will is. Yeah, right? His exactly will right. is go therefore, 
and do something with the authority that I have. So verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, well, he does hear us because he told us, go therefore, and I'm with you until the end of the age. So if he's with us, he's, he's going to hear us, right? Whatever we, so verse, verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. I love this verse of scripture because to me, I can hear John's relationship with the Lord. Yeah in it yeah and i don't know if um if you've met people like this but there's sometimes i'll 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 encounter someone and i just i recognize wow they they know him you know they don't there's a lot of people that know about god they they know lots of facts but sometimes you encounter someone and they have they have spent time with Jesus. They, they have become acquainted with the Father, and it comes through in what they say. And here, John says, you can have confidence. You can have confidence that if you're asking something that is according to the will of God, he hears you. And you know that if he hears you, you know you have what you asked for. Why? Because like for, for John, you can hear it. That's just who he is. Yeah. John is so convinced of the character of God that as soon as you ask him something according to his will, you know it's already done. You can just put your head down and say, okay, that's finished. And, and we, would, we would title that faith, the prayer of faith, and, and it certainly is, but it is, it is born out of, or it springs out of the knowledge of two things, who God is, what he's like, and what his will is, what he wants. You know, so obviously um, praying against his will or praying something that's not his will, you know, we've used in the podcast a couple of times the, uh, the reference of James and John, where they said to Jesus, do you want us to pray that fire will fall down on a village? And uh, I, I'm happy to use James and John as that illustration and not my own shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> but um, th- that's against God's will. So that's an example. Uh, there's, here's a pretty clear example. Sometimes prayer comes from a sincere place, but it is against the will of God. But we want to pray, obviously from a sincere heart, but according to the will of God. And John, you can just, I I just love that display of the confidence he has in God's character. And he says, as soon as you ask him something, you know he hears you. And you know him, if you know him at all. Yeah. (laughs) If you know him at, at all. As soon as he as, as soon as he hears you, you know you have it. Yeah. Once you know him, it becomes it makes more sense. Yes. How to pray, why you're praying, what you're trying to do. And this is this is actually something that we're gonna talk about and dig deeper in next week, which is the character of a champion prayer. 
and I keep saying prayer. Uh, I hope this is coming across right. But one who prays, one who prays, you know. Uh, and we're going to talk about not only aligning ourselves with His Word, but aligning ourselves with His heart, and that's going to help us a lot. And I want to, I want to point back to, to another, another uh, thing that I was thinking of about this, this question of why do I have to pray? And it reminds me in, in, in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus is talking. He says, "I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, you know, the the clothes that you're going to put on." And then he goes on to talk about describe the birds of the air. And you know they, they don't they don't sow nor nor reap nor gather into barns nor store up nor think about things but still your heavenly Father feeds them. You know I, I heard a, I heard it said by by a minister that there are more bananas falling to the ground in the jungle than there are monkeys to eat them. <laughs> you know, and that's true. There, there there is there's just an abundance in 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 the world. And it, he you know Jesus goes on to talk about don't worry about clothes why are you worried about clothes consider the lilies of the field how they grow and and yet you know not not even solomon all, all his glory was arrayed like one of these like even the richest man in history was not dressed as as beautifully as the grass of the fields and your father already knows what you need you know seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all of, all these other things will be added onto him and then a few verses down, you kind of don't notice this because it's the next chapter. But then he says, he goes on to say, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And if this is in the same passage, you know, these things are connected. And so on one hand, he's saying, don't worry. Why are you thinking about this? And on the other hand, he tells you, seek, you know, ask and, and knock. And this will all be open and revealed to you. And to me, this suggests this one thing, which is based on knowing the character of God now and, and, and knowing about prayer, knowing about the power of words, we're not really, so we're not praying to tell God what we need because he already knows what we need. We're actually praying to release something that he already gave us into our lives. You know, so he already knows what we need. He tells us not to worry. He tells us that, he has all these things sorted out, all these provisions required for our lives. He tells us not to worry about them, not to think about them, not to, not to dwell in them, not to hold on to them. But he does tell us to ask and, and, and seek and knock. And these things get revealed to us and these things are open, opened up to us and, and these things are delivered to us. So we're not praying to tell God what's wrong. We're praying to allow him to release something into our lives that is required and that is such a such an important image for me when i'm praying you know um when when we were at raymond and, and we were hearing um pastor brad share he said when he prays he he does the look left right yes i love that okay. pastor matt can you can you tell us what that is well i should first say that uh rama is a uh a bible training college uh that's here in beirut and um that's what you're referencing that's right and um we had a a visiting guest instructor he's actually the director of uh rama bible training college in norway but he made a comment 
about the way he prays, and um, from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 says, and God raised us, that's me and you and Pastor Brad, um, God raised us up together, together with Jesus, and made us sit together with Jesus at the right hand of God. And so what his point was, in prayer, what you want to do is remember that you're not like way down, way down, thousands and thousands and thousands of meters below the throne of God. No, you're seated with Jesus at God's right hand. And so you just look left to see him. Yeah. Such a nice image. Yeah. Yes. Well, praise God. Well, we don't have much time left in uh, for for this week, but what I do want to do is introduce the Bible illustration that we're going to be talking about and digging deeper into during our grow groups. And the passage that we're going to refer to is in Acts uh, chapter twelve, and the verses are one through to seventeen. If you notice, Acts chapter 12 verse 5 is actually the the scripture that we 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 get the title for this series from uh which is peter was therefore kept in prison but constant prayer or in the nlt it's prayers earnest prayers were given was offered to god for him by the church yeah and so let's let's give some context here rather than reading through all of this i'm sure that you're going to have time to read through this before the grow groups and during the grow groups. But basically, there is a point in time where uh, Herod, the king, was persecuting the church and going after the leaders of the church. And what he did was he, he imprisoned James, who was the brother of John. So there, there were three disciples that were arguably the closest to Jesus. And that was James and his brother, John and Peter. And... There, there were times where Jesus would go to certain places with them, those three by himself. And so you consider them somehow the, the inner circle of the 12. And the, basically he imprisons James and he, what, what is it? He, he, he kills James, the brother of John with the sword. Yeah. So Herod, um, his official title was king. He gave himself that title, so he was not um, he was not an official monarch. He just he, he oh. took that title to himself. Herod was an uh, appointed leader um, by the Romans, and so um, uh, Rome governed uh, the the land of Judea that that um, Jesus and the Gospels um, kind of occupy. Uh, through two particular, through two leaders. One is Pontius Pilate, who we see featured um, in the crucifixion passion of Jesus, but then also uh, Herod. And Herod was responsible. They, they um, sort of divided both in territory, but then also they divided uh, different responsibilities. The way to think about Herod, though, is He's like a gangster. I mean, we, that's how we would refer to him today. He's, he's someone that has managed to find a political appointment through, um, 
through uh, very corrupt means. And you can look that up. That's, that's yeah. not a secret. That's <laughs> public knowledge. And so Herod was a political animal, always trying to curry favor. And it says that he arrested James and had him beheaded. They cut his head off. Um, and he found that it pleased the Jews. Well, that was very important to him because he's, um, you know, holding on to power. Um, it's a very, uh, it was a very tense, very tense time. And um, there were, um, there was a real possibility, and this ended up happening, that Rome was just going to come in and wipe out the, the place. And that, that happened in 70 AD. Um, but the reason for that is there was always uprisings, right? So Herod, the king, he, he likes being the king. And so he's always trying to, to create favor. And he, he found by persecuting these church leaders that, hey, this is pleasing. You know, everyone really liked it when we crucified Jesus. I'm going to kill this guy, James. Well, when he killed James, one of my favorite uh, stories is about the beheading of James, which I, I won't take time to share now, but you, you can look it up for yourself. It's not in the Bible, but it's in, in church history. And everyone liked it, so Herod had Peter arrested. And that's the context of Acts chapter 12. Um, the, so it's almost a certainty. It is. It is an absolute certainty that, that Peter, you know, that's probably going to happen next, right? And so, and yes, and so the reason why it doesn't happen immediately is because Herod wants to make a show of it. And how do you make a show of it? You have to let people know. So they're, you know, announcing it. Hey, this is happening tomorrow in you know such and such place. Come see. And sadly, at this time, public executions was. Uh, really popular entertainment. <laughs> so um, it is a certainty that Peter is going to be beheaded. He's not waiting for trial. He's not, you know, waiting. They're waiting for a crowd. Yeah. And so the context of this story is, you know, with, 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 that, with all that in mind, uh, understanding the circumstances that Peter finds himself in, you yeah. know, he's, he's basically in jail and waiting for this. How different is this Peter in Acts chapter 12 versus the one we looked at in Trails of Thought where, you know, he and the other disciples are like, don't you care? We're going to brand you. The, the, <laughs> different person. The, yes. in the, he's he, in the boat in the middle of the storm. He's like, we're going to die. <sighs> in new Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter, already knows James has been beheaded is asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's an important point here because I we're was so asleep that the angel didn't just show up. He had to hit him, so, <laughs> but, but <laughs> hit him to wake him up. Because we're talking about <laughs> prayer. We're yeah. actually talking about champion prayer that's being offered in this context. When you read the story, this they're, they're persevering in prayer for Peter, but Peter is... <laughs> He's asleep. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So uh, I think that that's just worth mentioning. Um, the The people that we're talking about praying are the are the church members, the 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 not apostles. Yeah. Right. They're they're the ones that have come to faith as a result of the work of 
the the apostles. They are praying for Peter. Yeah. yeah. So what actually happens is Peter is in this jail cell, fast asleep, and in another place, far away. Well, I'm not gonna say far away, but probably across town. There are prayers being offered up. So the the church is persevering, earnestly praying, praying like champions for Peter. And he's asleep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord shows up. He's still asleep. <laughs> so he has to get hit to be woken up. And sure enough, the, these supernatural series of events cause Peter to leave the jail and go back to the house. When he goes back to the house, he's knocking at the door, and these guys are still praying, and they're like, ah. Oh, is that Peter? Nah. <laughs> really? Is that him? And you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave that there because I think it's a good discussion during grow groups. But I do have a few questions around it. So, if Peter and James were both in the same situations, how come Peter got out of it? And the the group of believers, what does what does earnestly praying look like? So, what would that have looked like? in during that time or that night and question number three what would have happened if they didn't pray like what would have happened in that situation could it have been different and question number four is what happened when peter came to the house and why did they react the way they reacted so the the fourth question is i mean each some some of these we would have to apply some supposition to answer the specific things but we can find scripture to answer the principle yeah but the fourth point which what you're referring to there and you'll you'll see this when you read it um in the and discuss it in the grow groups but when peter shows up he's knocking at the door first they don't answer then they're like oh they're it, it's like an angel is out there um it's not actually him they didn't think it was him and peter's like banging on the door which i would imagine if i was peter i'd be like at some point they're going to come looking for me (laughs) so (laughs) open the door but uh uh the fourth point of like why did they react that way um i think gives us a window into why a lot of times i see people uh, drop their prayer and leave the place of mm. confidence. And that is, I, I would guess that the people that were earnestly praying probably had an imagination of what their answer looked like. That's good. They probably thought, I bet if we pray, God will change the heart of Herod and and he'll announce his release and they'll let him go. Because they didn't think, oh, well, probably an angel will just open the doors supernaturally and his chains will just fall off supernaturally. That, that, that wasn't in their, in their realm of thinking. So the only way their prayer can be answered is through this particular imagined series of events. Yeah. So sometimes we, we'll see people now, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't do this, but you probably know someone that will imagine how God is going to answer the prayer. Like, uh, Lord, uh, I, I, I want the doctor's report to be 
uh, good, you know, when I go to the doctor tomorrow. And then the doctor's reports like um, everything is good except for this one, this one thing. <gasps> oh, yeah. What's happened? What what happened? What maybe maybe I have some open doors in my life that I need or to go and repent for, or the prayer didn't work, or I need to go find someone more anointed to to pray for me. Um, and this kind of like what I would refer to, and I don't mean this in a bad way against people that fall into these traps, but that's very silly. the The point is, God can bring an answer to what we're praying for in a million different ways. That's good. And the, the, these guys, they just weren't expecting Peter to just show up at three o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah. How did you get out? <laughs> There's one source of power, but many channels. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's good. So in, in closing our discussion for the fourth time, <laughs> this week, uh, what we're going to do this week is, uh, is Lara's going to read out action points that we're going to carry through every single week. And we encourage you to do these during the grow groups and share what you've done on these action points during the grow groups and also as individuals, right? We, we want to cultivate a daily lifestyle of what we're talking about. So Lara, could you please read the week one action? Yeah. Uh, so write down three verses that you can pray for yourself or over a particular circumstance that you are going through. Uh, for example, like prayer for peace, confidence, wisdom, whatever you need. That's good. Yeah. So we encourage you to find those scriptures. How would we find them? How would we find them? Well, I would give you what I do. Um, I would look, uh, I would Google it first. And then find the common uh, verses that talk about, let's say, fear. Uh, I, I did this in particular when uh, uh, the earthquake happened back mm -hmm. in February. So I, was, I felt like I was paralyzed by fear and uh, I couldn't even sleep uh, some nights. So um, what I did is um, I looked up verses over uh, that speak about do not fear. And then I started meditating and praying uh, over myself. And uh, each day passed, I felt that I slept better and uh, they simply work. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way we can use a tool that most all of us have access to. And you can just Google verses on wisdom, yep. Bible, New Testament verses on faith, yes. New Testament verses on... And you'll find a host of things. Yeah. Please go. Biblegateway.com is a great uh, reference option as well. So you can actually search and, there. And lifebible.com, which Life is what I use yeah. as well. So, well, if you uh, have made it this far in your day and no one else has told you, let me tell you that we love you and we're praying for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And, if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.